Week nine, by the end of this week, all NFL teams will be at least eight games into their schedule. Uh, big time in the NFL for movement and playoffs. Big week moving forward for fantasy football as well. If you're playing in a 10-team fantasy league, that means you're going to have played all of your league opponents at least once by the end of this week. We'll talk about how we navigate from here and where we go in the playoffs right now. Let's run up the score. You're listening to Run Up the Score, a fantasy football podcast. Hello, 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 everybody. Welcome to Run Up the Score. It's Donald here with Scott Yo. and Tom. Hey, everybody. And uh, we know everybody's anxiously awaiting the results of the Packers and 49ers COVID test this morning. Uh, there's a game tonight. Maybe they play it. Maybe they don't. But uh, yeah, that's really the only results that we're waiting for, right, guys? It's- I mean- getting like i i mean we did a good job i think i think in one of the very first episodes where this was coming up uh we started to try to dive into it and and tom was like you know i hesitate to really say much and, and once he did that i was like you know what i'm not really going to say too much about this either yeah. because it, it really is just you, we have no idea what's no. what there's no protocol and it's so there's nothing really to say besides just Close your eyes, cross your fingers, and hope for the best. I don't mean to correct you, but here I go. I don't know that there's no protocol. I just think that they change it to fit whatever they need it to be as they move forward. Right. And like, <laughs> yeah, like it's... we're like every team is getting a 16 game season. I don't know what seemingly to say. no matter what, and so it's <laughs> difficult to know what to say because it's like I don't know. Like they're probably going to reschedule it. Well, they'll, they'll they're going to want to figure it out. So that's it. But um, Kyle Shanahan's padding up this week. But yeah, I mean. <laughs> The, the 49ers had a positive test, and I've been thinking about this all day because outside of the reference, this is the first time I actually said out loud, not trying to be funny, Jesus Christ, it's Kendrick Bourne. <laughs> because Kendrick Bourne tested positive because of close contacts. Uh, it inactivated Debo Samuel, who likely wasn't going to play anyway due to injury, and Brandon Ayuk. So the Niners offense in this Thursday night matchup with the Packers it's going to look a little different with Kendrick Bourne being out. Here's gonna... a fun stat for you. No player who touched the ball on offense for the 49ers in the NFC championship game is playing in the rematch on Thursday night. If the game is even still played, this, this game may be it's rescheduled just... by the time you hear this. Unbelievable. Uh, Packers also had a, had a positive test. AJ Dillon apparently tested positive on Sunday, played the entire game. They are sitting Jamal Williams out of precaution. It might be time for Aaron Jones to come back. We know the Packers have been, you know, a little. Yeah, with all this going on, I think uh, let's go with the Packers defense. <laughs> I think they're a pretty good option this week. Uh, they're on the stream 34% on Yahoo, 15% on ESPN. And uh, they were on here before all this happened because of, you know, the lack of options. And now you look at what uh, Nick Mullins is going to be throwing to and a guy we can go to right now is actually Jordan Reed, who's going to be activated off the IR most likely and most desperately in this game. And he starting could, at wide receiver, perhaps he could come off the IR and see 10 targets in this game. 11% on Yahoo, 15% on ESPN. Let's not forget Nick Mullins started in the game that Jordan Reed caught two touchdowns. I believe this year. That's that a huge Chris? point. The reps. I love that. I love Jordan yeah, I mean, Reed for that. Jordan Reed being active obviously makes him the play over Ross Dwelly. I think he's just a much more dynamic athlete 
whereas Dwelly was literally just the tight end in a Kyle Shanahan system those couple of weeks where we were able to stream him in George Kittle's absence. Uh, on the Packers' side of the ball, looks like Alan Lazard is coming back, although I don't think you can start him with any level of confidence on a short week, but something to think about. Yeah, I'm not shutting down Alan Lazard. I love Lazard, but you know, obviously you probably won't play him this week. I'm shutting down these miracle heave Green Bay running backs, and I know running back is is thin right now. So you're no Tyler oh, Irvin, no Tyler, not not in your season long leagues. I'm not going for it. San Francisco's defense has still been really strong against the running back position, so we have no idea how this is going to shake out. Tyler Irvin has had five carries on the season, and Dexter Williams, I think they've combined for like 15 career carries, so we have no idea what's about to happen. I don't want to go anywhere near this. Between the two of them, they've logged four combined snaps at the running back position this se- this season, and Tyler Irvin has all four of them. He has 76 snaps lined up as a wide receiver. I have a league where like, I have I have some buys and some injuries. You know, I got Miles Sanders. I got Austin Eckler. I got Bob Woods on buy. It's an extra flex league, so I'm getting wonky, and it's like, I have Tyler Irvin. I'm like, should I play him over like a Gallman or Naeem Hines? You're trying to punch it's, a lottery ticket at that that's point. That's what I I'm think. saying. I think Gallman and Naeem is it Hines. P- is that like full PPR? It's half PPR. Yeah, I, I would say it. in full PPR, you could give some consideration to him. But definitely in like your standard leagues, you might see a fullback come from out of nowhere. You might see whatever. Yeah. Like I don't even think you're guaranteed a one-yard plunge opportunity from Tyler Irvin, you know? So I don't think he gets that desperate bailout uh, treatment, even from the Packers. You're, you're banking on like some, some type of receiving role for a guy who doesn't, hasn't really had one. So I'm not interested too much in anything on the Packers side of the ball besides Aaron Rodgers throwing the football to Devontae Adams, which is one of the most beautiful things in all of football. In the last few years, there's always been one game where Rodgers runs for like 60 yards and a touchdown. It kind of feels like it has to be this game if the Time. Packers are going to want to win. Time for Rodgers to be RB1. So who knows? Who knows? I mean, I think it's – if there's a prop bet out there that Aaron Rodgers leads the Packers in rushing, I'd take it Aaron 100%. Aaron Rodgers rushing touchdown this week. <laughs> I mean – That's not a bad idea. Get me I, started, Scott. It's bold. I actually Fan like Duel, that. same game parlay, lock it in. <laughs> Rodgers rushing and Devontae Adams. And I'd probably throw McKinnon in there too because I'm actually starting him in a league this week. I like McKinnon just because – who else do they have that's gotten Jamichael actual first Hasty team too. run? Could could get. I some mean, the both of them are going to get are going to touch the ball probably over ten times. I'd imagine, yeah. I would to. imagine that both of them will be on the field at the same time in a lot of instances. Uh, Jared yeah. McKinnon, I bet we'll see out of the slot a lot. I would think so too. Yeah, I bet they're wishing they had uh, Pettis, huh? <laughs> yeah, might have been nice to hold on to him for another day. I mean, I, maybe he's still did, hanging around. I was gonna say, like, <laughs> why are we thinking that another team just immediately scooped him up off of they waivers? Did. They Every, did. Uh, who did? The Giants, baby. New York Football Giants. Wow, they got Pettis. No, Dante <laughs> Pettis is cursed. <laughs> this show will go down maybe as the final believers in Dante Pettis. <laughs> I'll see him in Hoboken. No kidding. Even <laughs> Saquon no many times. All right, we've spent way too much time on the second-team offensive clash on Thursday night. Let's go to the Texans and Jags. Uh, we got a couple of interesting ones. Will Fuller playing in this game. He did not get traded to the aforementioned Packers, uh, so he's a full go. This game always seems to end up in a shootout, so I, I like it a lot this week. Yeah, they're, they're, they're weird teams. Come on in, boys. The water is fine. Um, they're, they're both one and six, so, I mean, this game... 
I thought about making the it. Texans a, are one in six. Yeah, they're one in six. Both oh teams are one in six. So it's really like a. It, this has some stinker potential, but you know, I think there's some a lot of fantasy options. So I didn't go with it as my stinker. Uh, I wanted to get to the stream though, which I think the Texans defense is a very good streaming pick this week as Jake Lutton or Jake Luton. I'm not sure. I will have to wait until Scott Hansen pronounces it for me. On he's Sunday, very careful about his pronunciation, so he will tell. He us. does a good job. Yeah, so he'll give it. He'll he'll get us. He'll get it right for us. Um, either way, I think he could struggle against the Texans defense, who did very good against the Jags the first time around, uh, playing them. I, I think he could rock with them. I, honestly, that that's my pick for this week. Only seventeen percent owned on Yahoo and thirteen on ESPN. That's barely jumped since waivers processed. A lutton for punishment, Scotty. That's a bold <laughs> call to take them. Take him on his first start. I mean, if you were going with, you know, Mr. Denucci, I think that would have backfired. I, I mean, who knows, right? I mean, they seem to think that he's going to, quote, unlock the offense in a way that Gardner Minshew couldn't. The stream I picked was the Texans defense playing against him. Oh, I'm sorry. Yeah, get off my your phone bad. and pay attention a little bit, right, Don? What phone? We got a podcast going. What on. phone are you talking about? I don't even know. Anyway. We are scrolling down in this one as well. Who we got? Yeah, we're going with Brandon Cooks on this oh, one. Actually. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Sorry. Yeah, right, yeah. Tom, this is you. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Brandon Tom, Cooks. You wake, Don, you get off your phone. Tom, you wake up. I'll keep hey, you guys going. Don't worry. Sorry about that. Sorry about that. This Brandon is a Scott Cooks. episode. <laughs> Which episode isn't a Scott episode? Am I right? Brandon Cooks lit these guys up last time. He went eight for 161 and a touchdown. Uh, so you've got to imagine with the lifeless start of Luton and the shape of that team that Brandon Cooks can do this once again. Uh, Will Fuller probably going to pull a hammy. Will Fuller probably pissed at the team. Deshaun Watson going to start using Brandon Cooks like he has been. And that was really the first game that he just introduced Brandon Cooks. So you got to like right. what they've you got to like what they've built between each other since then. So maybe he can do it even better or something comparable. And for $6,100 on FanDuel or $5,500 on DraftKings, you're going to get that. Yeah, I like that a lot. 24 catches over the last three weeks for Brandon Cooks. That is a WR1 wow. type of number. Did Let's he hope have he eight can sustain exactly that. in all three? I think it was eight, nine, and seven. Oh, okay. So I mean, either way. Very con- eight, yeah, consistent. Perfect. And uh seems like the volume is going to be there. Brandon Cook's one of my all-time boys, so I'm happy to see him back. Always good to get Brandon Cook's on the dock. That's right. Always good to get cooking. All right. right, We move on. Giants, Washington. We got streamers all over the map on this one. Oh, yeah. Streamers are plenty in this one. Come on in, boys. The water is fine. I mean, both quarterbacks you could stream. These defenses are not that formidable. Although, if you want to, if you want to, I mean, but both quarterbacks are shaky enough that you can sneak both the defenses, defenses in. Washington thirty-three, Yahoo fifty-two, ESPN Giants twenty-two, Yahoo twenty-one, ESPN Giants actually got a touchdown against Washington the last time they played them, and I think they went over oh close to fifteen points in a standard defensively scored league. So, not a bad option. I guess probably not the choice for me. Oh, definitely but, not. Um, but I, you could get away with it. Yeah. Particularly Kyle Allen because he doesn't turn the ball over nearly as much as Daniel Jones. But I also like Logan Thomas in this game. Gronk just tore up this Giants defense. They've been susceptible to the tight end position in fantasy basically since the day I was born. <laughs> 1990. Not a big deal. I'm 30. Uh, yeah. Damn. Logan Thomas has been, been good, yeah. man. He's he's had. I know he hasn't gotten too big of a target share this year. 
but especially with Kyle Allen. But in those games, he's cashed. Absolutely. Yeah, Washington defense has been worse than I thought, I actually. We got a pump oh, pick down plumbing. here. Yeah, yeah and sorry that's to cut Scott's, you off there, no, Tom. It's all, it's all good. This is Scott's guy he'll never give up on anyway, so let's hear it. I will, I will never quit on him. And like you said, Tom, Washington's defense is sneakily not that good. They had that one really big week one against an Eagles offense, which is absolutely terrible, and we've been riding that thinking they're pretty good. But I'm here to remind you, they're not so good. And guess who's going to give it to them this week? Wayne Gallman, I'm back to the well. I live in the Wayne Gallman well. This is my ride or die boy. Last year, he had six catches, a buck 18, and two touchdowns against them in his lone start. I'm saying he gets right back to work and he gets busy again. 5,500 on FanDuel, 4,500 on DraftKings. Are you kidding me with that price? That is too cheap. Um, he scored yeah. immediately last week. Devonta Freeman still not playing. Looks great. Or still not practicing, by the way. And uh, what I love about Wayne Gallman is when he gets tripped up, when he had a like maybe a shot at a big play, he gets really pissed off at himself. <laughs> He's like, because he knows he knows I'm starting him somewhere. <laughs> He's really. <laughs> and um, he knows that that's like maybe the last chance he'll get. He plays behind. He plays behind Saquon Barkley. He's really energetic you know, he's, out there, and he, he yeah. he's a pretty emotional player. and Real spark plug kind of guy. But to and be he, that he, low on the depth chart and take it that like seriously is very professional. I love the way he, he goes mm. after it. Yeah, he's a pro's pro out there. And, Dabo Sweeney uh, doesn't coach him to be, you know, it, it, My love for him grew when he was playing you know, in the shotgun next to Deshaun Watson. This is a guy who can run out of the shotgun. He can run, you know, if you're going single tack or I form or single back. Whatever you'd like, he has the versatility, um, and he still got like 15 touches. Alfred Moore still saw eight carries last week, which he does not deserve. That was bullshit. Easily see him. That was so weird. And Deion Lewis caught a touchdown in this game, so it was was, very possible. That's what I'm saying. It's very possible that Gallman gets a bigger exposure in this game because he's definitely way better than both of them, and he cashes in on another monster. Who's riding with me? Let's go. I'm not, but I mean, go for it. I also think the Gallman, the Gallman thing is going to end once Etienne gets drafted to a good team in the draft this summer. Cause I, I just think Scott will move on to the other Clemson running back. <laughs> you know, I, I think, I, I do think there's a light at the end of the tunnel of Scott's Wayne Gallman obsession. It's not that Scott follows Gallman. It's that Gallman follows Scott somehow. Yes, that's right. I, I'm, I'm not out here banging the drum for Wayne Gallman, but here we are again, week nine. And I look across my lineups and there's old Wayne looking me dead in the eyes saying, don't worry, Scott, I got you this week. (laughs) He's Uh, big Wayne to you. (laughs) I do have this as my stinker of the week. I just think that this is easily going to be the lowest scoring game of the week. These offenses, you know, despite the fact that, despite the fact that, you know, these, these defenses have not performed well, the offenses maybe have been worse. And I I think it's going to take 20 points to win this game. And I don't even know if, if either team is going to get it's there. pretty ugly last time so. too. And they got a defensive touchdown. I think the giants got a defensive touchdown to get them two twenty and a win in this game. There you so, go. Uh, it's a, it's a good stinker pick. Uh, so it's if, a revenge Tom, game for Washington. If Tom looked at the over under for this one, I'm sure it would have been his pick before it, you might've beat him to the dock. Actually. I think I did, but that's Oh, okay. I got beat to the dock hard today. <laughs> <laughs> All right. We move on Ravens Colts. This is an interesting one. Uh big clash of styles. Colts have had a very good run defense. Uh, Ravens run game seemed to really pick itself up. 
last week. Mark Ingram probably going to be out for this one. They're thinking he's going to miss more time than initially expected. I'm still rolling out Gus Edwards and J.K. Dobbins where I have them. I think this Colts defense Starting the just bus hasn't played week? a rushing offense uh, that's on par with the Ravens, and I think the Ravens are going to be able to impose their will a little bit more, playing a little bit more desperate than the Colts this week. Yeah, I, I actually have I have Dobbins in a league where like I kind of need to start him, and mm-hmm. uh, I'm pretty excited about it. I feel like he looked so good last week, and so did Gus. So I think either way, if you have to start one of these guys, you can feel pretty confident that they're going to get – around 15 touches and in that offense obviously you can see them do well even against the Steelers yeah I mean this is you know I, come on in boys the water is fine I mean I put Trey Burton on here just to see what you guys thought I just don't think that he's going away Whoops, anytime sorry. soon fumble I dropped my phone on the <laughs> unless, onto, onto unless the microphone. Trey Burton fumbles <laughs> like I don't see him going anywhere I mean they are he is the, yes, they have three tight ends, but those are their top their three goal receiving line back targets right now. <laughs> yeah, and exactly. He's functioning as a better goal line back than Jonathan Taylor. Raise your hand if you had that prop bet called. This is a tight end that you could pick up off the waiver that is getting rushing attempts Inside on the, the goal line. That's usually. Yeah. He will always be in the stream for us. Yeah, that, that. That's until a gets, sign. Until he gets past the threshold, which he won't. That's a sign that, you know, they have and it's it's more than a sign, it is a fact that they have plays designed for him, right? Not many yeah. tight ends around the entire league can say that. And Trey Burton has an ownership level that Don, to your point, it's gonna keep him on this dock every week. I think Trey Burton yeah. is an official stream candidate at week in and week out. He's getting that Gardner Minshew treatment from earlier in the year. <laughs> yeah. I mean, we like more people should have seen this coming when Trey Burton went to the Colts. He's reunited with Frank Reich, who was the offensive coordinator in Philly. He was the guy who drew up the Philly special, the play in which Trey Burton threw a touchdown in the Super Bowl on. Yeah, yeah. So he's not afraid to try to use him in an inventive way, and you can see that here. It's like, weirdly, I, I kind of, in my head, when I think of Trey Burton in this role, I think of Taysom Hill and why we were so excited for Taysom Hill to have tight end eligibility because he has these weird plays. Where obviously, Taysom Hill would be more like a Trey Burton on steroids because they'll run plays on him with a 50 and he can throw or at least attempt to make it seem like he's going to throw, whereas Burton kind of just meet, seems like more of a read option situation. But still, it's a tight end that you can get for free that has a usage that isn't just blocking and running play action drag routes like every other tight end in the league. Exactly. For sure. All right. I've got to sneeze now, so I'm going to mute myself. Go for it, Tom. I, I mean, other than that, I feel like we're, we're good on this Lions-Colts-Ravens uh, game. Let's get to Lions-Vikings, which is shaping up to be – Perhaps another monster Dalvin Cook performance. The Lions in the bottom half of the league in terms of rushing defense. Yeah, all right. I'll see you guys there. Ooh, who's stinking this one up? Yeah, I'm stinking this one up. And, you know, I I have some fears surrounding uh, Matt Stafford's whole COVID situation. Um, we don't know if he's going to be able to play. It's seeming like if he gets a negative test, somehow he's going to be able to play. On Sunday, because right, he was in close contact with a coach or a staff member who tested positive, right? Something like that. But either way, I, I could kind of smell the stink on this one. No Galladay in the offense, so if they're without Stafford and Galladay, that offense is completely devoid of basically any fantasy value outside of maybe Marvin Jones, uh, and, and even that or Hawkinson's more of a prayer. And then you look to the other side of Minnesota and owning players on Minnesota that aren't Dalvin Cook is terrifying at this point. Because if they start to get a bit of a lead, they have shown you that they will not 
throw the ball. It's no. not it's not maybe they'll throw the ball. It's no. We won't even target Adam Thielen in the second half once we get a lead. We won't even target Justin Jefferson in the second half once we get a lead. And to me, that is terrifying, and that's what makes this game a, a stinker. You don't know really how this game script is going to shake out. If Stafford doesn't play, Minnesota goes up big. You can see Thielen and Jefferson doing nothing again. Yeah, it, very easily. And you're basically relying on Jefferson making a long play, which he's been able to do, but they're, how many opportunities is he going to have? And the Vikings, they've had these huge games, right? These blow-up games. And then they've them, yeah. had these absolute no-show type yeah. games. It's just, it's going to be tough for them all year. And mm-hmm. I don't know, this one, like I said, if Stafford's not in there to keep the Lions fighting in this game, I think it could be an ugly one. I know, yeah. but Do you think Stafford's Stafford uh, availability is a concern that we might get David Blau on Thanksgiving again? Wow. Didn't even think about that. The Thanksgiving kid. David Blair. <laughs> he threw that a man loves his turkey. David Blair. He threw a bomb to Galladay right away, though. So he'll He always, actually played pretty well in that he game. He will always have that. <laughs> I mean, this is also Marvin Jones returning to the scene of the crime where he torched the Vikings for four touchdowns last year. Yeah, I had I actually had him on my plum pick radar because you could tell him I'm going with the theme of who dominated who from last year, like with Wayne Gallman. I'm sticking with Marvin Jones as well. But now with Stafford not in, I can't confidently plump in no, Marvin Jones. You can't, I no. do it does it's just hard to tell if he's gonna play or not. So agreed. All righty, Titans Bears. This is an interesting one. Scott, you've got a shutdown. I mean, this could easily be another game that neither team gets outside of twenty five points. Yeah, it's just one of those it's just a tough matchup. And Corey Davis, I don't want to disparage him. He's been great this year, and he's a guy that we've always kind of believed in. You know, we always knew that there was a chance. But 6000 on FanDuel, 5900 on DraftKings. I think he's probably fairly priced, but given the matchup, I would look elsewhere. He's facing the Bears, and they average one touchdown allowed through the air per game, which is an incredible number. They also get beat up pretty bad on the ground. So I could see this being a big Derrick Henry rumble fest for – the Titans, um, I'm not really too excited about Tannehill for the reasons I brought it up there as well, although Tannehill normally has a great floor. It's just tough to get multiple touchdowns as a quarterback against his Bears defense. Bears defense, always a pain in the ass for fantasy. It's good to avoid if you have the luxury to do so. It's a home game for the Titans, so that that helps them a little I bit. I was going to say, like you know, the Bears defense always does get that little bit of a boost when they play in Chicago. So, as, you know, I'm trying to talk myself into this because I have Corey Davis in a league where I have to start him, and I just picked up Tannehill in that league. So I'm trying to just be like, no, I think I think Tannehill's going to torch mean, these guys. You, you, and- you look at the floor that Corey Davis has given you this year, it's been absolutely incredible. So I wouldn't necessarily be too afraid if I'm starting him. I'm just my level of expectation isn't going to be the eight for 160 and a touchdown that he had last week. Of course. I'm thinking, you know, this could be one of the lower lower end games that he has. He's a guy who's on that flex WR2 consideration. I think I'd be looking elsewhere this week. That's fair. All righty, we move on. Panthers Chiefs. Hopefully uh, the Panthers offense, which did not look great against Atlanta, can keep up with the Chiefs. Because if they can, this is going to be a really interesting game. Christian McCaffrey hopeful to return in this one, but it's not a lock. So you may get one more week out of that Mike Davis rental that you paid legit nothing for. Pay me what you want but I'm pay. paying up for Tyree Kill in this one, man. This a lot of people the pay their hard-earned fab for Mike Davis. Yeah, I mean, <laughs> that's true. That's true. Hard-earned fab is a good way to put it, Scott. Uh, but Panthers Chiefs, I mean, this could be easily like 
we made all the fuss about the Tyreek Hill tweet that came out that he's already tied for the most 40 yard touchdowns. You know, what's funny. A lot of the chiefs were like, this is awesome. (laughs) And you know what? That kind of sticks in your mind. Like, Maybe we should get him to break that record this week. <laughs> and, of course, they're playing the one team that lets up those kinds of plays more than anybody else. Of course, Tyreek Hill is going to score a 50 bomb in this game. I think he might. he's a good option for two, perhaps. 8,300 on Fandle, 7,100 on DK. Get him into my lineup. I'll figure the rest out. But I want Tyreek Hill in what could be an absolute nuclear explosion kind of game for him. Tyreek Hill has been amazing this year. So steady. He has um, one game where he didn't leave with a touchdown. One turd. I think he had one catch against the Chargers or something, right? No, he had the Bills. Yeah, it was the Bills. Bills. That was a weird game. He had three catches against the Bills, but the Chiefs just weren't really throwing that much of that game. I'm pretty sure. It was like a weird – it was that Tuesday night game. The only oh, league yeah. I have Tyree Killen is a, is a standard league, and my running back situation has been bad. He he's my RB one, you know, like a, <laughs> he's like my standard equivalent of an RB one, and because he scores every, he, he's been the absolute backbone of my team in that league. And Love I it. think you're right; it's a good, it's a great spot, actually, not just a good, it's a great spot yeah. to pay up for him for him here, a team that just historically gets beat deep. Yeah, can I shock right. you with a stat about Tyree Kill? Of course. Probably not shock me, but let's hear it. I think it'll shock you. Yet to have a 100-yard receiving game this year. It's just because I have him on my team. That's a bit of a shock. So, Don, you got him. Consider me shocked. You you got him for uh, his first Hundy bomb? I think you can lock that up against the Panthers. Who just let up 137 yards to Julio. The Chiefs have done a better job of spreading the wealth this year um you know it, it seems like every week you see robinson and, and even mccall Hardman has yeah. kind of had a steadier floor than he's had in the past couple of years it's kind of taken away from those games where tyree kill was getting 15 <laughs> targets and stuff like that and i think that like tom said that kind of catches upside where you know you might not have him get a 100 yard game but he's scoring a touchdown every week who gives a shit i think losing that game to the raiders kind of turned the chiefs into fu mode where they're kind of out to prove something, chip on the shoulder. Like, hope you're right. You got a lot of talk about the Steelers being the best team in the league, and, and rightfully so. They're the only undefeated team left, and they've been fantastic. But I think the Chiefs are kind of like. Would you guys roll with, with uh, Teddy Bridgewater this week? I no. didn't in the leagues where I was keeping him. I haven't been in the dynasty league uh, where it's either him or Nick Foles. I'll so. tell you who I who I dropped Teddy for in a little bit because we're getting to that game right after this one. It's Seahawks Bills. It's my shootout of the week. What's the best way to remedy a passing attack that's been lackluster for the last few weeks? How about playing the team that's the only team in the NFL to average more than 27 points per game? That would be the Seattle Seahawks and the team that just has been torched by every passing attack they face. That's also the Seahawks. I think Josh Allen is going to be able to throw all over the field on this one. Could expect a big week from Stephon Diggs, perhaps even John Brown in this one. We're thinking about Diggs as a potential payup this week. Yeah, and you just let Russ cook on the other side. Bill's defense coming off of two very weak offenses. They haven't seen an offense like the Seahawks in a very long time, going back to maybe the Titans game. One thing I want to bring up, too, the Bills have been getting run on quietly and it's a little surprising Damian Harris just had a monster game against them there's been other good rushing performances CEH had a big rushing game Mm -hmm. against them if you remember in that game so they can definitely be run on I would be interested to see who is going to play for the Seahawks like if you own DJ Dallas you have to continue to hold him Chris Carson can't drop DJ Dallas Chris Carson's not even practicing until Friday 
So we'll see what happens. You know, Chris Carson is made of iron. So there's a really good chance that he plays this week. But if he doesn't, DJ Dallas steps into a top 15 to 20 volume. Carlos Hyde has already been ruled out this week. And Travis Homer, clearly it's not a guy that they want to lean on for a lot of touches. No, he's a passing down guy, Travis Homer. Uh, He doesn't even scare me if he does play. DJ Dallas, I think, with his performance last week, certainly earned whatever reps are going to be left if Chris Carson goes. And if they don't, DJ Dallas, maybe a top 10 running back play this week? Yeah, Scott, are you (laughs) referencing that report? Because it says uh, Chris Carson will be evaluated Friday. Um, Carlos Hyde probably out. Travis Homer, good to go. That's the latest that I have. Right, yeah. And yeah, and that's what, what I saw too. They're they're being like, you know, a little careful with Carson not practicing him at all until Friday. And we'll see if uh he comes out uh feeling healthy or, or what. But um either way, I think DJ Dallas could be in in another monster spot against a run defense that everyone thinks is good. Everyone just assumes the Bills defense is good. Run defense hasn't been that good this year. Yeah. All righty. Broncos Falcons in the leagues where I had Teddy Bridgewater. I dropped him for young Dreezy. Yes, of course you did. Our guy. Drew Locke, baby. Our Let's absolute go. Absolute guy. I believe yeah. Jeezy is from Atlanta, by the way. Well, I don't know that. Do you know that? No. No, I don't. But Drew Locke is with a bullet my streamer quarterback pick of the week. Uh, we're looking at his ownership rates. It's 11% in Yahoo. 8% for ESPN. Freebie. He this has a, to be it. it. He, there's no way. Yeah, because we love him too. <laughs> He's one of my favorite young players in the league. Speaking of some some uh, good young players in the league, we got a plum pick for Tom here as well. Yeah, but I I will tell you that I was... Down in my plums. I can tell you that I feel it down in my plums, and I can tell you that J. Wayne Jenkins, a.k.a. Jeezy, does... Uh, represent Atlanta. So, Don, let's you, go. You got away with one there. You got away I hope with he, one there. I hope he shows up at the game and gets an autographed Drew Locke jersey. Inside <laughs> fish sticks, outside tartar sauce. They should really uh, collaborate on that because I want to see more Drew Locke doing that. I also want to see more Drew Locke throwing to Jerry Judy. 10 targets last week. And I think um, we're going to get it. This is a Blow up spot versus Atlanta. You like Drew Locke. You like anyone versus Atlanta. You got to like whoever gets 10 targets. And you especially got to like it if it's Jerry Judy, a guy who's really ready to have a true breakout game and a true breakout into this season. Um, Obviously a great talent. His biggest game so far, I think, is when he played the Jets on Thursday night and he just got like a lucky touchdown. It was just like kind of a weird catch that he just was able to walk into the end zone afterward. I think you'll get a true it was nice a man catch Monday candidate for sure though. I think you'll get a true nice real football game out of Jerry Judy. And I think you'll continue to see that after this, especially if he's going to get double digit targets, $5,700 on FanDuel, $4,700 on DraftKings. Uh, you got to get excited about a guy who's double digit targets under $5,000 on DraftKings and playing Atlanta. I mean, nothing, nothing gets the guy, gets a guy on the right track better than playing Atlanta. You don't even need to hear the name. You just need to hear what Tom just rattled off for you, right? Atlanta play 10 targets playing Atlanta, you know, all this stuff. And then you hear it's Jerry Judy, who was supposed to be, you know, the number one receiving prospect coming into the draft this year. Uh, That was hotly contested, obviously, but I believe he would no Henry Ruggs was the earliest drafted. I'm sorry. Yeah. But 
I agree with you. I think Jerry Duty is in an incredible spot this week. Uh, I think Noah Fant is in an you know, incredible spot. Anyone who's getting a huge target share in this offense. Tim Patrick, uh, questionable as well. So he might not even play in this game. And if he doesn't, he's going to be in even more targets in a great matchup. Permission to share a dumb thought? Granted. When, has this, when have you needed permission? Say Jerry, Judy, jury, duty five times fast. Oh, man. I keep can't. asking for permission. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Raiders Chargers leads off the 4 o'clock slate. This game could be very interesting if the Chargers go out to a big Give lead. Give me the whistles. I mean, both quarterbacks playing very well in this one. Ain't nobody playing defense in this game. No. Come on, you boys. The water is fine. We brought him up uh, on on the recap of last week because of the matchup. I'm sticking with him. Uh, Derek Carr, 41% on Yahoo, 47 on ESPN. He's obviously not our official stream. Unfortunately, there was only two streaming candidates this week because it was just it's just a tough week. Yeah. So if you weren't able to get one of these two guys, good luck. But if Derek Carr is floating around out there, they have been getting killed. They being the Chargers through the air, absolutely killed. So this is a good spot. For I him. mean, if there's somebody in your league who did what I did and dropped Teddy for what they considered to be a higher potential option. I don't think there's anything wrong with starting Teddy this week. Yeah, it's it's but the Chargers have or I'm sorry, the Chiefs have been really good yeah. against the pass, which is confusing because they let up so many points, you know. It's tough. <laughs> they're just a really good team. But I think in, in the right game script like that, Teddy could potentially rack up a lot yeah. of points. Back to Raiders Chargers, though. The receivers in this game, uh Tom. Oh, speaking of. Yes. Pay me what you want it. Let's talk Keenan Allen, because I don't think people talk about him enough. And Keenan Allen definitely doesn't think that people talk about Keenan Allen enough. Yeah, Keenan Allen, uh, I'm all over him this week. I think he's in a big spot here um, versus the Raiders. Uh, this is a this is this is kind of and I know I'm already losing my train of thought, but I'm really not. Um, there's just almost too much to talk about for Keenan Allen in this game. Last week, you see uh, Cooper Cup get 21 targets versus this team. So you're going to want to... 21. So you're going to want to... Wait, no. Cup was Miami, right? Cup played Miami. Miami. Oh, well, either way. Keenan Allen. (laughs) Uh, (laughs) You know what? I realized that while I was stammering, and that's why I started stammering, and then I I just went for it. Die with the lie, Tom. I love it. Uh, but I, I mean, there's really not much left no, but, to sell on Keenan Allen at this point. He's yeah. balled out every one of Justin Herbert's starts. Yeah, that's that's really what it comes down to. I mean, uh, he hucks it, as Scott likes to say, but where his Herbie bread Huck. is buttered is you know going to Keenan Allen. He can huck all he wants, and he's not going to connect with Mike Williams every single time. He can physically connect with Keenan Allen every single time, and if you're going to consider uh, Justin Herbert a no dar- no doubt starter in fantasy like like everyone does now, uh, you've got to treat Keenan Allen like a true wide receiver one. And I think in this yeah. matchup where we said ain't no defense to be played, shootout, it's Keenan Allen like for sure in the slot. Uh, $7,000 on DraftKings, which is barely enough, and $7,500 on FanDuel, which is just about fair because you're going to get the half-point PPR downgrade there. But – on yeah. the subject of Herbert, I was thinking today in a league that I'm in that's very small, eight-man league. I had Josh Allen. I was feeling really good about it. Would you ditch Josh Allen now 
for uh, Justin Herbert. I would stay the course with Josh Allen, especially with Josh playing the Seahawks this week. And this is just like a whole, this is a plum thing for me for sure. I feel like a Justin Herbert clunker is coming. I just think there's going to be film on this guy and how to play this Chargers defense. I'm not saying the Raiders are going to do it, by the way. I don't think they have the capability of it, but I just feel like there's a stinker coming from him, a, a real like, okay, yeah, Justin Herbert is definitely still a rookie kind of a game. Yeah, that, that's fair of you to to uh, to presume because it happens to every rookie. You yeah. know? Um, one of the guys still on their team that I saw The scroll is scrolling down, 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 down um, through my number. I use numberfire.com for people wondering where I get my prices from. I don't go on FanDuel and DraftKings. It's a little easier to use NumberFire to research on there, just in case people wanted to peek behind the curtain. As I'm scrolling down, though, I find myself Justin Jackson. I'm like, wait, we have 6,000 as our threshold, and he's under on both? He's 5,900 on FanDuel. Right. He's only 4,900 on DraftKings. Did they not see this man just dominate a great, not a good, a great run defense in Denver this this past week? I mean, I think this is, a, this is easy money right here. I would be starting him with a smile on my face. This is a great matchup. It's kind of funny how sometimes they just decide not to adjust someone's value. Yeah, it's so it's so confusing to me. Like, like Don scroll down every week. They don't change his value. <laughs> well, we'll get to him in a second. <laughs> Don uh, trying do to keep any... the suspense, even though he's picked the same person every single time. Yeah. Seven weeks in a row. Dolphins Cardinals. I sneaky think this game could be a shootout. I was going to see what you guys thought of maybe using Tua as a streamer in this one. Um, I now have to go to him in an emergency Risky, where man. I have Stafford in a two QB league. He barely Obviously, threw the he ball. didn't look great against the, against the Rams. Didn't have to because they were up 21-6 before he even touched the ball for the second drive of the game for him. So, I don't know. I, I just I think this game could end up being a shootout in Arizona. I'm obviously you know the Cardinals. I can feel it down in my plums. And we got a plum pick in this one too. It's yours. It's mine. <laughs> oh yeah. <laughs> Miles Matt. I'm still thinking of him. Matt Breida. <laughs> Process of elimination. Helping out the plum picks for this week. Uh Miles that bitch Miles Gaskin might finally serve his sentence. <laughs> he's out three weeks with a knee strain Jordan Howard nowhere to be found they just traded for DeAndre Washington he can't play it's Matt Breida's show or Patrick Laird who are you going to play this literally might be the only week that you can be like I started Matt Breida and everybody's not going to be like you're insane <laughs> I actually drafted him pretty highly in some places and I really thought he would have a role so I, I, I I'm it's weird that he doesn't him. it's weird that he doesn't I would have to agree um, Jordan Howard, not on your list of, uh, running backs there, Don doesn't count. I, I, I said Jordan Howard, Meh. we haven't heard from him <laughs> in a it's long true. time. He really hasn't even been playing. You got to assume he comes back into the fold in some capacity, but I think they kind of, uh, saw what they needed to see in him early in the season, for lack of a better term, and decided maybe they should move on. Breed is going to have to score for more than one yard out though. I'll tell you that. 4,700 on FanDuel, 4,000 on DraftKings. You got to scroll for a long time to find him. I think that's worth it for a guy who's almost guaranteed to lead his backfield in touches. Carpal tunnel advisory for how much scrolling you're going to have to do to find him. Shotgun. What? You said carpool tunnel. <laughs> I want to sit shotgun. 
What? All right. Cowboys Steelers. <laughs> Boy, would this game have been fun with some Dak Prescott in it. Um, we still got plenty of drops. We do have plenty of drops in this one. I mean, should a, should the Steelers be a pay-up defense? <laughs> yes. By the way, they're the highest-priced defense in, dra- in FanDuel history going into this week. Yeah. It may be DraftKings, or, or it might be both, honestly. I'm shutting down Ezekiel Elliott. I, so you wouldn't start him in season long? I'm not in the league that I have him in. Who are you playing over him? James Robinson and... Uh, oh, crap. It was going to be uh, Zach Moss. Starting Zach Moss over Zeke. Uh-huh. Wow. What is he going to do against the Steelers defense? I mean, you could have said the same thing about J.K. Dobbins and the Gus Bus. No, because they have an offense that's quarterbacked by Lamar Jackson, who can actually take some attention away from the run game. We're th- we're talking about potentially Garrett Gilbert or Cooper Rush starting this game. Hey, Ma, we can't go to Danucci's. <laughs> they got shut down for a health violation. We're going I mean, to Pizza Hut. In a standard league, um, the highest at in, a, in a standard league, uh, Zeke's three highest scores of the year let's call it, are uh, 24, 22, and then 16. But apart from that, he's majority under 13 and majority, majority under 10. I mean, he he has to score to get you any of those performances. He hasn't had um, a 100-yard all-purpose game except against Cleveland, and the Steelers are much more uh, formidable than Cleveland. And plus, last week gave the Steelers' defense something that they definitely didn't need, a reason to improve. They got run all over. They, yeah. they, they're they going to tighten this up, and they're going to take it out on the Cowboys. This game was almost a stinker for me, but having said that, it's time for my scroll down. The weekly tradition of talking about... My guy, Deontay Johnson. Now, last week was brutal for him, but I think against this Cowboys defense, maybe they're che- they're keying in on Chase Claypool a little you too much. You trot him back out there this week. You trot him back out there this week. You're starting anybody who's playing against the Cowboys in a in an iffy situation. And- I haven't sent it to the group yet, but I, uh, I'm i going to send it out. I'm going to send a picture of uh, like the Joker when he's crying and putting his makeup on. It's going to be me trotting Deontay Johnson back out in my starting line. There you go. Week. There it is. And I'm fiercely putting him back out there. Uh, I'm anti-Deontay Johnson. I don't blame you for being anti-Deontay Johnson, but the matchup is great. Uh, His target share has been great in most of the games he's been able to make it through. So if he's able to make it through, you know, he's he's most likely going to have a pretty solid game. But, Tom, I get why you wouldn't be a big fan. Yeah, I also do want to clarify my Zeke stat there. He's gone over 100 all-purpose, but what happens is, those games are the ones that he scores in. So in games that he does not score, he's only gone over 100 yards versus the Cleveland Browns. That's Oh, so it's a feast or famine running back playing against the best defense in the league. Yeah, yeah I'm ready to start him. Don, I, it, Don. You I, don't I, like Zeke this week. I salute you we for We need to stop viewing Zeke. Zeke as a top 10 as a top 10 option for the rest of the year. I salute in you opinion. in this in this endeavor, Don. I'm on your side. Like, I think I, you're you're, not, you're doing you're the wrong. Lord's work. <laughs> On the other side of the ball running it, uh, I'm going with James Conner as my payup. Uh, 
He has been quietly awesome the entire year. Nobody's really talking about him, especially us. We, we're we're kind of taking him for granted as a podcast, I think, just because he's been just at that, you know, that steady floor. He really hasn't had a big spike game yet. And I think that this could be one. Remember, this is a Dallas defense that got crushed by Kenyon Drake uh, and has been run all over on by other guys as well. And the names are kind of escaping me Kareem at the Hunt. moment, uh, especially uh, Antonio Gibson as well. Was Antonio Gibson went nutty. So, you know, it's just, this is the kind of game where James Conner can see a lot of touches and, you know, he can get busy on this defense. My only fear is they get up too big and they put in Benny Snell to try and save the big man. But I think Conner gets his chance and he's Conner strong this week. Connor, very strong this week. 8,200 FanDuel, 6,900 DraftKings. I'm not sure if I mentioned that. That's pretty good. That DraftKings that price really is too cheap. Um, too we, cheap do, right? we do have a stream option here at tight end. He barely oh, is yeah. qualifying. But yeah, qualify, Eric Ebron does. Somewhat. I mean, 49% I'm... on Yahoo, 62% on ESPN. So he qualifies on Yahoo for us. Um, I'm interested in this one. Dallas has just been so bad. I think it's a load amount tactic versus them. The the exactly. detractor from this is that, you know, even the Eagles played like pure crap versus them, but Dallas Goddard yeah. really didn't do anything. And nope. you can chalk that up. IR. Yeah, you can chalk that up to him returning from IR. I think uh I think Ebron is, is a little safer. Yeah, I think Ebron is is safer too, especially because I think he's seen at at least four catches in the last like three or four games. So you know, for a tight end, that's weirdly a pretty good floor. It's decision time for us between Ebron, Trey Burton, Logan Thomas, and Jordan Reed. I'm actually going with Jordan Reed. Me too. There's no tight end on that list who's going to have more understood volume than Jordan Reed. I think he's got to be the pick and for the, us. And the availability is in his favor as well. And the upside, you know, there's like he could eat. I can't imagine if Jordan Reed makes it through this entire game. I don't know how the 49ers make it through without giving him 10 targets. Yeah, <laughs> absolutely. All right. So I'm glad I'm glad we're all on the same page yep. for that one. We can move on. To Drew Locke, game. obviously the pick at quarterback, right? Um, yeah, Drew Locke. Drew Locke is definitely the pick. Oh, we do have one more guy to mention. Though. Well, yeah, just to mention, yep. but we'll get to him later. Yep. Saints Bucks, welcome back to the NFL, Mr. Antonio Brown. Wow. Chris Godwin, a full participant wow. in practice on Wednesday. Who knows what the snap counts for those two look like, but good time for the Bucks to get fully healthy in the pass rece- pass catching core. Yeah. Coming up against the Saints, who already beat them once this year. It's tough. Saints win this one. It's going to be trouble for the Bucks trying to win that division. What do you do with your Bucks pass catchers? Your Mike Evans, your Godwin, your Gronk, your AB. I actually just traded one of my shares for Gronk today because I mean I, I ended up getting Kelsey in the deal. So you pretty much just kind of do that. But um Gronk. It's interesting. He didn't have a ton of targets this week, although he has in the past. And I'm a little scared to see how that shakes out. So I actually was kind of happy to be able to move off of him where I could. Or I have him in other leagues. I don't think I'll be able to pull a deal for Travis Kelsey or another good (laughs) tight end. So I'll probably be stuck with Gronk, but I'm not, you know, I'm a little, I'm just a little nervous. Yeah. I mean, I think it's, I wouldn't start AB this week unless I was truly desperate. There's already talks that he's going to be on a snap count to kind of get him eased into the offense it comes out so weird i know but i do think that all of this other stuff weirdly takes away the banner coverage that mike evans has been receiving each week with godwin being out so i'm i have you have to roll him out basically yeah until 
something truly bizarre happens and he's back to getting three targets a game for no reason at all. <laughs> but I mean, the stat that came out after Monday night, six for six, six touchdowns when Tom Brady tar- targets Mike Evans in goal to go situations. That can't go away. Yeah, I'd imagine it's too efficient to, for that to just disappear when a five foot eleven receiver who hasn't played in over in over a calendar year in the NFL comes back on the team. Heightism, heightism. Yeah, that's a really disrespectful way to introduce Antonio Brown, a five eleven uh, receiver. <laughs> yeah, Antonio Brown, Antonio Brown is amazing. The best receiver of the last decade who hasn't played in over a year. Yeah, but here's the thing. I don't think that it's so like one to one because he is so good. I don't think that he right. comes in and hurts Mike Evans. I don't think he comes in and hurts uh Godwin. I think I overall think, he helps. I don't think he hurts or helps really. I think he takes away a little bit, but I don't think that it's going to be so impactful. I think that he's not so uniformly one like receiving role that you'll see a direct impact so clearly and so like game right. to game that you can count on. Um, it might just make things a little bit more frustrating overall, but I think none of these people uh, go, you know, down the toilet. Uh, I think Antonio Brown is very interesting. I'd probably hold him off till next week, but I'm, I'm in on Antonio Brown who I'm not in on. I have a shutdown here. It's uh, our boy, thick boy, Ronald. And uh, the, the saints, they've been pretty good against a run. Thick boy Ronald only played 24% of snaps last week, had seven rushes. Um, pretty brutal when you consider uh, Bruce Arians. He kind of took the same approach with Antonio Brown. You know, you, you don't let a guy that good out there go to waste, and he, he, he decided to play Leonard Fournette. And with that, you, you kind of you get, you get a little nervous, and you can even look back to week one where they didn't even have Leonard Fournette or barely had him, rather. And, right. Um, uh, Ronald plays 47% of snaps, 17 attempts, and he still doesn't crack 10 points for you. So he only got 66 yards. You know, this is not an amazing matchup. We've seen it before, right. and uh, it's not the spot for him where he had these blow-up spots versus Green Bay. you got to remember, Green Bay, one of the worst teams against the run <laughs> in the league. So yeah, Maybe ever. Yeah, and he's also coming off a 34-yard rushing day versus the Raiders, which you're not going to love, right? So there, there's better matchups for Ronald. Um, it's it's one of those two running back committee, or it's one of those two running back tandems that you're going to want to play in the loadout games and avoid just because of that coin flip odds in these so-so matchups. Yeah, I makes a lot of sense to me. As painful as it is to hear, Tom. Yeah, I I love Ronald Jones, and he's been great this year. It's unfortunate that uh, the Bucks have to do this to him. But you look at you're trying to look at him and say, oh, well, he's still got the starting job. Well, you know, maybe he does still have the starting job on paper. But you're going to put him out there in a tough matchup where if he fumbles, if he you know forgets his helmet on the sideline and, and misses a play, it, you know, if he misses a block, if he shows it, up late for practice. You know, yeah, exactly. It, it just kind of seems like there's so many things in Ronald Jones's way within his own team to get out onto the field. And then you're going to put him onto the field in a limited fashion against a, a bad matchup. I, it's tough to trust him, even though you, it seemed like we were going to be able to trust him all year. It's crazy how quick things can change in one week. And the Saints day pretty good against the running back too. Yes. So, you know, it's it's just a tough week, Tom. Great point on Ronald Jones. 
Let's move on to the Monday night game and move quickly off of it because it's going to be an ugly one. Patriots Jets. Oh, I missed a pay up earlier. Does the loser, does the losing coach of this game get fired? Um, no, Adam yeah. Gase is unfireable. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yes, the the Patriots will fire uh, Bill Belichick if they lose. They have lost five in a row, including to the Jets. I'm not even going to entertain that. He's the greatest coach of all time. Is Bill Belichick coaching for his job? Listen, Don, they sold out five years prior. You you heard it from the man himself. He was just wait. He's been waiting for. He's like, I'm gonna unload on these fucking idiots as soon as I get. The <laughs> like, and then like week seven rolls around, he's like, not yet. What do you yeah. think about the Jets winning this game? I don't. I don't think about that much at all. <laughs> I think it would be a good bet to place if it cashes. The Jets uh, defense is on the streaming radar. They're five percent. <laughs> On Yahoo, three percent on ESPN. Defense on here, they got a shot. Absolute miracle stream. There's no way in hell I would play them. Uh, my official pick. Don put them on the dock, so I gave him the respect. I, of the I put both question mark. <laughs> well, the Patriots are still a crazy high percentage owned. They're they just, are. They're still getting that respect from okay. last year, being an amazing defense. And they still play against the Jets. Uh, twice. I think the the official stream between the Was- Washington, the Giants, the Jets. Even the Packers. I, I think my pick would be the Texans, although I think you could sneak the, the Packers in there as well. I like Washington. I really do. I, I just think Daniel Jones just can't get it figured out for whatever reason, man. I, he I stinks know. and he turns the ball over a lot, but so do quarterbacks making their debut. You can't go away from that if you have the option. And I say the Texans. Texans D has had a couple, uh, has had a week winning performance already this year as well. I don't know if we can say that for Washington. Let's go with him. And uh, the other the other one uh, on the stream, he's actually pretty high, only 65% across both platforms. We're talking about quarterback Cam Newton. But when I looked around in my leagues, he was available in a lot of them. A lot of people had cut bait, and rightfully so. But I'm glad Tom stopped me in the middle of the recap last week to mention he plays the Jets this week still. <laughs> and it's still Cam freaking Newton. He could have one of those big games. He could shock the world. And even if he doesn't, he could still get you a rushing touchdown or two in this game. I think he's a very viable streamer. Of course, he can't be our official choice because he's 65% on both platforms. Hence why we are going with young Dreezy. He's on the radar, though, for sure. You know, if you can go out there and scoop Cam Newton, maybe you got Goff on a bye. You know, like Cam Newton's that guy who, like, he has a great game this week and you start him. All of a sudden, you start believing maybe Cam Newton could be my solution yeah. for the rest of this season. Yeah, but don't do that, okay? Because yeah. he's been bad. He's the kind of guy <laughs> who could thirdly better and also score three. And in the playoffs, you can't really, you can't do yeah, that. Yeah, you need. You might be able to be a little more steady. I don't know his playoff schedule off the top of my head, so I still may recommend him in the playoffs or whatever. But I highly doubt that I'll recommend him all three games. That kind of thing, you know. Yeah, for sure. I, I couldn't agree more. There's no way he has three in a row where I'd be like, yeah, ride Cam Newton, unless they're just – I mean, this, this one's already – he's already got one Jets game unless out of the way. Yeah, <laughs> unless they're barnstorming towards the end of the year to try to find that uh, – I think it's the eighth playoff spot in the AFC. <laughs> yeah, we'll see. By we the end of the year, it might be the 12th. playoff. Who knows? <laughs> hey, I missed uh, one payup throughout it, and I have to bring him up what? because we love to say it. Julio's going back to the old me. Lord, forgive me. If if 
Lord forgive him if Calvin Ridley doesn't play 8,200 on FanDuel, 7,200 on DraftKings. This man needs no help on the other side of the ball. Julio could be in for a monster target share. And if you remember last year when Calvin Ridley missed time, Julio went absolutely wild. He absolutely went back. Lord forgive him. To the old Julio. (laughs) I mean, there's nothing better. There would be nothing that would make my week better than Julio. Yeah, Maybe seeing Scott mention, react as I accidentally play with his headphone cord for like the fifth time. Don's just twisting. Tom, Don is just <laughs> twisting the headphone cord, and it's like playing this static in my ear. He's just over there, like acting like it's not happening. I'm ready to punch him. Yeah, <laughs> that's classic Don. But um, Julio, not that insane of a price. I think if he actually reeled in some of those go- uh, red zone targets, even goal line targets from last week he would be a little bit more premium. And I think, you know, he just somewhat got unlucky. I think he was at like minuscule amounts away from a monster game. So uh, keep that in mind that he almost went absolutely wild. He just didn't have any touchdowns, but he got the targets. Did you see his, his interview after the game too? I, I loved it. I was so, I don't know if I've ever seen him do an interview after a game. Uh, they were like, uh, you know, what do you think about everyone talking about the best receiver in he's in the league? And he was like, I'm the best receiver in the league. All you got to do is just keep watching this year. So Julio, I will be settled in. My big fat ass will be on the couch ready for you to prove me. Correct. I mean, it, it would be, King. it would be, uh, be a real shame if he backed up all that talk. You know? <laughs> be a real shame. We will see if Julio is able to back up the talk. If the Packers 49ers game is actually played on Thursday night as intended, or if we get any other COVID alerts, we will, uh, we'll recap it all on Tuesday. Uh, you can catch us on Instagram and Twitter at ruts FF. In the meantime, we will see everybody Tuesday for the week nine recap double digit weeks. Starting up soon. We got three weeks or four weeks left of the fantasy regular season. Two thirds of the way through the regular season of fantasy football. We'll help you get there, help you get to the playoffs, and hopefully help you get to that sacred land. In the meantime, for Tom and Scott, I'm Don. Keep scoring, everybody.